One of my favorite public radio shows, I almost said TV shows, <laughs> one of my favorite public radio shows is Under the Influence. Anybody else know that one? Under the Influence by Terry Riley. And it talks about the influence of advertising in our lives, essentially, and clever ploys that have been brought up in boardrooms in order to increase sales and the dependence of the person buying the product. They're quite interesting stories, and they range all over the place in terms of the things we buy. One of the ones I remember was traditionally, apparently, pink was associated with boys, and blue was associated with girls. I bet you didn't know that. And Terry Riley talks about how he, how advertisers change that in order to sell a certain kind of soap to be used on diapers. Under the influence. You know, we really are under the influence. I haven't heard Terry Riley talk about when we started to wear our labels on the outside of our clothes. The first one I can remember is Minnie Pearl. Do you remember her little price tag hanging down from her hat? But at some point, within my lifetime actually, people started to wear the label of their shirt out here and across here and maybe behind there and on a jacket all the way down here. Because that label had something to say about you. Had something to say about the kind of clothing you could afford. Had something to say about the socioeconomic bracket that you resided in. Had something to say in society about your worth. Now things weren't a whole lot different in Jesus's day. Nobody wore a big Tommy Hilfiger hoodie, but you could tell by the clothing someone was in, and in particular the ornamentation on the clothing, and the color of the dye, what their bank account might look like. And just like today, people were treated differently depending on whether their robes were purple or natural linen, or whether there were little gold baubles dangling from the hems of the garments they wore. Other people were in rags sometimes only just enough to cover the important parts. And it's all those people that are sitting on the field when Jesus addresses today's words to them. Consider the lilies of the field. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. What's Jesus talking about? 
Well, he's trying to get us under a different influence, I think. Under the influence of seeing ourselves in a different way. Under the influence of seeing things in a different way. Under the influence of seeing others in a different way. He says, here's the way I want you to see things. Strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You see, that's an important thing to say to the people of God at that time, in that field, at that place in history, in that economic and political and social climate. And it's an important thing to say in ours as well. Because the influence that we are under, or maybe I'll put it this way, the way of thinking and the way of being and the way of looking at things that we are tempted to be under, often looks nothing like the kingdom of God, which you can just translate as the ways of God or the way that God does things. They often look very different, those two things. And Jesus is telling us that we need to be under one and not the other. If you think about advertising in our world, isn't it generated by a fear that you're missing out on something? Isn't it generated by an anxiety that you're not quite good enough yet, but if only you had this thing, then that would show everybody something really important about who you are. We are under the influence, I think, of seeing our world from a place of scarcity, from a place of lacking. And into that anxiety, the hymn comes like this. Come, ye thankful people, come. Full not of anxiety, full not of the desire to be better than others, full not of want and lack and insecurity, but full of the knowledge that if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is gorgeous today and tomorrow is dried out enough to be fuel, and if God so provides for the little birds of the air so that they are always full, why are you of little faith, Jesus asks, and not trusting God to provide for you as well? You see, that's really what Thanksgiving is about. It takes us right back to the basics 
to the basic truth that what is was brought into being by God. And what is is meant for the goodness of all living creatures on earth. Not to be gathered into barns, not to be tucked away in investment accounts, not to be blown on a splashy car, but to be used for the good of others. Because think of the whole of what Jesus says. Strive first. Now, striving involves some work, don't you think? It's not just think first, it's strive, you know, lean into it. Work for it. Strive first for the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. His justice. His provision for all. The best way for us to celebrate Thanksgiving is not to lie on the couch later with a stomach ache from too much dressing, which is my plan, by the way, but to give thanks by giving of ourselves, to recognize that what we have and what we enjoy and what we are in the world around us has purpose, has been created by God for a specific purpose. The people Jesus talked to that day would have no doubt about God being creator. And that we have a place within God's greater purpose. To seek God's righteousness. To even up the scales for someone else to undo someone else's misery, to increase somebody else's list of things they might be grateful for. Only when we live under the influence of the kingdom of God, knowing that we already have enough, knowing that even when it feels like we don't have enough, God will provide. Knowing when we have more than enough, that God is calling us to be the answer to someone else's prayer. These are the acts of thanksgiving. These are the things that we are being called to today. This is what it looks like to be a child of God under the abundance of his love, under the abundance of his compassion, under the abundance of his mercy, his justice, and his grace. Amen.